You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Let's focus on some feature racing right throughout the weekend. Harness racing-wise, Chris Barsby is joining us. I've been taunted all morning. Chris, good morning. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. What's happened? The guy you're about to talk to, he knows, right? After following mm-hmm. this, this is all on the back of that conversation I had this morning with the chairman there, Brad Steele of uh, Albion Park. He said at the end they're going to announce the new chief operating officer or CEO in a couple of weeks. Jared said, I know who it is. He keeps giving me all these clues, but he won't tell me. Well, we'll just have to wait yeah. and see then. Yeah, cryptic messages. 12 of them. He's with us. Mm. Jerry, good morning. Morning. I know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) We will wait and see. We will wait and see. Did you take anything from that chat we had this morning, Chris? Um, uh, Probably not. Um, I did. I did. What did you take from it? Whenever they start, whenever they turn that first sod at Norwalds, they're going to have to turn it pretty quick. Uh, not wrong. Obviously, the longer you're out of business, um, the more damage you can do. But uh, in this day and age, I mean, you've only got to look at some of the construction that goes on around the place. Um, surely they can fast track it. So, uh, but I can't wait. Just a little, little bit up the road. You need the builders from Dubai. I remember someone telling me one day that went there. It was like watching Bob, Bob the Builder on steroids, watching some of those buildings go up in Dubai. Need to get those guys over here. Yeah, maybe. But, um, yeah, it's going to come around pretty quick, isn't it? Well, it has to. Because if, if work That's doesn't right. commence before Albion Park goes, I don't think it gets built. But sometimes when you rush things, you tend to make mistakes. Well, that's the other part of the equation, isn't it? So... There's a lot of work to be done, a lot of work. So it'll be interesting mm. to see how it plays out. So, Chris, I'm sure you, you want to touch on it with Jerry, but we're only, well, not far away at all now for this race that's just going to just keep gaining momentum with a heap of prize money. Yeah, talking about the Eureka, and th- there's so much about the Eureka that's so important this weekend. We've got the, the slot race down in Tasmania. So the winner of that race is going to represent Racing Tasmania in the slot race. So that picture becomes a lot more clearer. You've got Leap to Fame back in action tomorrow night. You've got those star Victorians having, you know, workouts tonight between races at Geelong, Catch a Wave, Captain Ravishing. So there's a lot to play out. You've got Rip back in action tomorrow night. We spoke with Trainer Bernie Hewitt yesterday. So Wayne Loder, who owns a slot, he also owns Rip, so if he progresses, that's the way they're sort of looking at this stage. So the picture will become a lot clearer, but it's so important over the next 24 to 48 hours with what transpires as we build towards that big dance on mm. September 2. Just thinking about it, it's all about initiative in, initiative in the industry. If I was involved with the decision-making regarding those two horses you referred to, Chris, that are working between races, Catch a Wave and Captain Ravishing, I would have said, OK, guys, we're going to put up Oh, even though they've made these big cuts, aren't they, Nick? So they're running out of money down there. But, you know, put up 50 grand, make it a two-horse race, make it over 1,000 metres or something, we can bet on it. Seeing they're going to be there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know whether out, Captain, Ra- Captain Ravishing's had the campaign that he could he could take something on like that straight away. 
Possibly. Mm. I, I know it's only well, it's only a month away this race. Uh, yeah. I guess that's the other concern with Captain Ravishing. Obviously, we've seen catch a wave once, but uh, we haven't seen him at all, Captain Ravishing. So, yeah, it's a fascinating race. Mm. Yep, indeed. But we'll know a lot more after the weekend because all of these big names are strutting their stuff. So we look forward to, to what's going to transpire over the next uh, 24, 48 hours, like I said. Let's focus on some of the big races this weekend. We'll head straight to Perth tonight. They've got the uh, the feature race there, John Higgins Memorial. And this has got a, uh, a rich honour roll, this race. Our current favourite here, Jared, is Paul Edward off the second row, 320. Uh, we've got 350 Rockmeister, 440 Peter Petrify, $5 VJ's boy, and then we're going out to longer odds. Can you give us a lead here? Oh, I think I can. Uh, there's been a bit going on with this market uh, overnight and into this morning. Now, BJ's boy, four out to five. Rockmeister was the first one they backed, 550. Got into 330 at one stage this morning, back out to 350. Rock on top is pretty much friendless, six out to 11. Uh, then we get to Peter Petrify. Now, this is the move. It was 440. Whilst they were backing a couple of others, it touched 650 overnight, but this morning, 655. Now, $4.40. And the other one in the market there, Paul Edward was. Paul Edward was one that they backed first up as well, three fifty into three dollars when those markets first went up, just getting back out to three twenty. So yes, they have backed the first three in the market at the moment, but the late support today, race day, is for Peter Petrify, six fifty into four forty. Okay, so uh, a runner there for Team Bond, and they've got a good record in this race over the years. They've won it a few times. Yesterday, Matty Young was giving our trump card a, a, a long shot chance, number 10, $31, 420 the place. He said more of the place, Chris Lewis drives, so if you like a bit of a roughie, that's the one Matty Young was uh, looking at for that feature tonight. Uh, Albion Park tomorrow night, we've got 11 races. Race nine, all eyes are going to be on this race. Leap the fame back in action. First start since being uh, beaten in the Grand Circuit race, the Blacks are fake a couple of weeks ago. A dollar twelve. So, any takers, Jared? Yeah, he opened at a dollar eighteen, and not surprisingly, um, multi takers were fairly active there. See, he was a dollar fourteen overnight, and this morning now a dollar twelve, as you mentioned. So, I suppose that's the benchmark for what we're looking at tomorrow night. Um, it probably wouldn't come as any surprise. It don't really be on, want to be on anything to beat him. It's only a field of seven, but. Dollar eighteen into a dollar twelve already. That seems to suggest he'll probably start shorter tomorrow night. I noticed during the week, Jared, there's just been a slight little drip with him for that Eureka market. He was two dollars yeah. and now he's out to two twenty five. And I don't know why that is, Chris. Maybe it's maybe it's the fact that, you know, we've got these two going round uh, tomorrow night in that trial. There had been money for the lost storm after he won at Albion Park a couple of weeks ago. He was eight in the six and he has been popular at six. But outside of those, those top four in the market, there's no interest at all in any of the others. My ultimate Ronnie out to twenty one. So I assume he wins tomorrow night and I assume that two twenty five will disappear, leap to fame. Yeah, you would think so. Uh, let's go down to Menangle tomorrow night. Good program there. A couple of races to focus on. We'll go straight to race four. This one for the three-year-olds here. I break the line 240. It's the current favourite. Uh, 340 El Camino. And then we quickly get out to $8 Franco, fours and 950 Horn player. Any sort of lead here? Yeah, there is. Uh, El, El Camino, number four. It opened at $6. It's more than hard that's opening, quote, it's now into $3.40, as you said, Chris, uh, just looking. There's been a couple of scratchings here, but they didn't change the market at all. Bertie Gallon, uh, Corinna Gill both came out. Um, 
No, the favourite's been easy. I break the line, 225 out to $2.40, and the rest are pretty much as they were. So the money clearly there with number eight, El Camino, six into 340. Okay, race five, Menangle tomorrow night for the two year olds. A race in three, dashing current favourite, 210. I told you 340, 480, sweet Haley Jane. Yeah, uh, Dashing is the one that they, uh, they're they happy to be with here. Opened at 2.40, quickly got into $2.10. Sweet Haley Jane's been a drifter, 4.20 out to 4.80. Uh, those roughies have all gone out a, a couple of rolls. And the other one well and truly in the market is I told you, which ironically has shortened up a little bit as well, 4 into 3.40. But of, uh, of that trio that head the market, uh, clearly the 10 is the best back there, Dashing. Okay, the Alphilis free-for-all is race six, South Coast Arden. He's only been beaten the one since coming across from New Zealand. He's the favourite. He's at $2.370 Port or Prince. Cash and flow, four eighty eight fifty Mahomes, $10 about rip. Yeah, South Coast Arden, uh, bearing in mind this market went up Wednesday night, two twenty-five. He quickly got into $2 and been that way ever since. So... He spent the better part of three days at two dollars. The favourite, Cash and Flow, is a drifter. Four forty out to four eighty, and Porter Prince three thirty out to three seventy. So, no major change to the market there, there, Chris. But you know, it, it was worth pointing out that as soon as that market went up, they were happy to take the two twenty five South Coast Arden. So it sort of suggests he might not be that two dollar quote tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Melton tomorrow night, couple of races there. Race five, the Al Maestro free-for-all. The current favourite here is like a wildfire, but this race is open. He's 480. Hurricane Harley also 480. $5 better Eclipse, who's fresh up. Yam Buckian, who beat Catch Away last time out, 550. 650, just a little sip. $7 bulletproof boy. And then we get out to longer odds. And this looks really difficult. Were you around when our, our Maestro raced? Yeah, that was 1988. He won the end yeah. of Dominion. Johnny Benson. He was a good horse, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. uh, look, $4.80 the field. I think that sort of sums up how difficult this is. I'll just go through some of these that have moved in and outwards. Just a little sip. Five out to 6.50. Yambucky and 6.50 into 5.50. Uh, like a wildfire, six now into 4.80 favourite. Bulletproof boy. This is one that sort of snuck into the market rather quickly 23 into seven so a quarter of what it was hurricane harley four out to 480 and a bit of support there for the 13 better eclipse six into five dollars so you know there's, there's only a dollar or two separating the first four in the market not that it means anything at all but i've got no idea what will start favorite but i think definitely if you're taking quaddies exotics etc you must throw that 10 in bulletproof boy 23 into seven dollars Okay, that's a tough race, that one. Race number five. The the Mayor's feature is race seven. Star Celebrity, the favourite here, $1.90. Next in betting, we've got What a Delight, $3. They're stable, mates. $8.50, Norm's Lady. And then we're looking at $10 high profile. Favourite of Drifter, Star Celebrity. Open $1.75 out to $1.90. Uh, that stable, mate, What a Delight, did open at three fifty. was quickly into three and hasn't moved since. Just looking, there's a couple of others that have uh, got a little bit of love there. Oh, Norm's Lady, number seven, has been 11 into 8.50, but n- not a massive amount of money. But in summary, those two faves, uh, punters clearly with three, what a delight, into $3 now. Okay. And the big one down at Hobart tomorrow night is the bow time. So, repeating, the winner of this race will represent Racing Tasmania in the, uh, the tab uh, Eureka. And uh, the favourite here is Magician. He's currently at $2.00. Uh, next in betting, uh, Miss Pappenhausen. That might be the omen. He returns for the Sunny Coast Falcons this weekend. $6. Yeah. 
Uh, $8 to Goey. Uh, he's in good form. Uh, $8 there. $9.50. Uh, $7 Mickey O. $9.50 Baby. You a song. So can you give us a lead here? Have I mentioned before, Steve, that uh, Ryan Pappenhausen is in the ownership of a dog that I've got a share in that won the, the Group 1 Dapto Megastar last year? Brittany Graham's in it as well. He's a greyhound man, uh, mm, Ryan okay. Pappenhausen. And it might actually be back on the track Was soon the CEO enough. of Albion Park in it, new CEO? I can't say anything <laughs> about right. that. I told you. Go and ask somebody. Go and, go and ask Brad Steele. Uh, magician. Big drift. $1.70 uh, out to $2. Um... And that has seen some sort of support for Miss Pappenhausen, seven into six to Goey, nine fifty into weight. But probably the biggest move on the race has been for um, a semi roughy baby. You, you were song, opened at fourteen, it's into nine fifty. So I guess the thing worth pointing out there is that that favourite, uh, it, it's not an alarming drift, but it has drifted from the opening dollar seventy out to two dollars. That's magician. Okay, well, that's the big one coming through from Hobart. The bow tie named in honour of that uh, former champion for the Rattray family. So Chris, just and Jared, uh, what did you say, Andrew? That Pappenhausen's back on the weekend. Queensland yeah, Sunshine Cup. Coast. Yeah. Yeah, playing for the Falcons. So we'll see how he goes. I don't know how many uh, minutes. I know. I don't know how many minutes he'll get, but that's good. New, good news for Melbourne. So he's been out of business for twelve months. Mm. Yeah. Do you remember the player who ran over him and caused all the issues with his knee? No. Jack Whiten. Oh, was it? Yeah. There's a little yeah. irony there, isn't there? Mm. Anyway. Uh, anyway, you need to build a multi for us this weekend, Jerry. We've got a few races, so where are we going? Well, we're going to go to Menangle, uh, race six, number 10, South Coast Arden, and also race five, number 10, Dashing. We will put in from Melton, uh, race seven, number three, what a delight at $3. And just for a little bit of icing on top of the cake, uh, Chris, we will throw in Leap to Fame, which is race nine, number seven at Albion Park tomorrow night, currently $1.12. So there's four there. All right. So that's five by 10, six by 10. That's Menangle. Melton at seven by three, Albion yep. Park, race nine, number seven. Also of interest this week, the markets have gone up for a lot more features coming up between now and the end of the year, Jared. Lensmith Mile Market is now up, the Victoria Cup, and the Inter-Dominion, both Paces and Trotters being staged here in Brisbane. All those markets are now available. Yeah, it's not far away, is it? And just on the Inter, uh, we did put Leap to Fame up at $3. Uh, these opened earlier in the week, so there's been a change to that market already into two fifty. Swayze, uh, second pick at 5 Catch a Wave has been 5 out to seven fifty. And just looking down this list for any roughies, nah, there, there's not a lot of interest there. So, yes, um, they're open, those features. Uh, the, the pacing into Dominion, the trotting into Dominion, Victoria Cup, the Lensmith Mile, etc. on top of the Tabureka. So if you want to check those out, go and have a look. The beauty with these markets as well, and I know we've spoken about this before, but it is worth reminding uh, the Tab customers that if you have a bet on a market and you see in the title of it, pre-noms in brackets, and you have a bet and your horse is not nominated for that race, you actually get a full refund. So it's a pretty good deal for those playing on the futures. Yep, absolutely. Now, for you tonight, Jared, you can mark yes, these down. Yes, yes. No, that's right. I've got the pen ready. Righto. Best bet, race two, number two, always smoke. And he's had a good things quote, so he, he looks a lock. Uh, and the other one, not quite a lock, but I think a very next best thing to it. Race five, number 10, Bronski Delight. I think they both win tonight. So two by two and five by 10. Well, it's dollar forty always smoking, and race five number ten. I'll just go to that particular race. It's two dollars twenty, and of course you only provided us with one last week, but it went bang. 
You've got a good record yep. with these. Got the job on a You might have night, a future. So. You might have a future. Well, we can only hope. We can only hope. <laughs> Does his first name yes. rhyme, rhyme with pen, Jared? Who, Chris? No, the new CEO. <laughs> no, I know nothing. All right. I know nothing. Right. Come back in a couple of weeks' coming. time. Sorry? The announcement is forthcoming, Steve, so... Okay. But he knows. Yeah, you'll know soon enough. You'll be the first one to know. Yeah. Thank you. Goodbye. Jared Thanks, da- Jared. Jared Daffy. Ryan Spice with us, Chris. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. Um, just a quick thought, just because we've discussed it all week long... Um, Norwell is the, the most likely landing destination if uh, if Albion Park goes by the wayside. What size track, just from your point of view as a punter, would you like to see built there? Uh, Chris, I'm firmly in the corner that we just need to build Norwell in the image of what we're currently going to be losing, and that's uh, you know, a thousand metre track with a sprint lane. All right, okay, plain and simple there. A thousand metres, so just cut and paste. Yeah, I think it suits our horse population and it's up close and personal racing. Um, you know, two of the top three wagering tracks in Australia are a thousand metre with a sprint lane, so let's not reinvent the wheel. Okay, fair enough. There you go. Let's focus on the weekend. We need to find a winner or two. So are we looking at Albion Park tomorrow night? Do we start there? Uh, no, mate. Let's uh, head south of the border and go to Sydney. One you've already mentioned on the show in the New South Wales bred two-year-old final, race five, number 10, dashing for Luke and Belinda McCarthy. This fella, uh, he's had four career starts for one win and two placings. He was an excellent third in the APG final back in April. He's primed for this. He's come through and demolished them at Penrith, $2.10 currently. I think uh, he'll take care of that field. All right, so he's a son of the mighty Fritz, so he's got a bit of breeding on his side there. So that's the uh, the best go there, race five, number 10. So he's the older half-brother to Peaceful. Peaceful will be interesting to see where she lands. Does she head west or does she stay in Sydney and uh, target the, the Breeders' Challenge? So we'll track that one down with Peaceful, but dashing is Ryan's best bet. Is there anything else at Menangle tomorrow night? Um, no, mate, just the one there. Okay, Melton tomorrow night? Uh, no, nothing at Melton. It's um, Victoria's on the nose. Okay, fair enough. There you go. So just the one for the weekend, race five, number 10. Uh, yeah, and at Albion Park, Chris, I'm certainly going to butter up and back the Trotter Gus again if we get a price in the second last race on the program. Okay, he, he was awesome on Saturday. His sectionals would have been stunning. Mate, they were off the charts. Breathing, home in 53.6. His last personal mile would have been off the clock. Yeah, okay. So that's uh, that's, uh, Albion Park tomorrow night, the Trot. So just uh, for those wondering, Gus goes around in race 10. He's horse number five. So race 10, number five. Hey, Ryan, appreciate the time. We'll talk again next week. Cheers, Chris. There's Ryan Spice joining us. So another one, Steve, that uh, lights the 1,000 metres with the sprint lane. So yeah. another tick for that size track. Got to be that. So, yeah. Yeah, seems like it. Seems mm. like it. Speaking of Albion Park, let's go to the social media man there at the club, Edgar Patterson. He's online with us now. Edgar, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are we? How are we? Yeah, very well. Very well. So 11 races tomorrow night. Leap to Fame's back in action. Um, he's going to... 
dominate, you would expect, as he progresses towards the tab Eureka, which is a month away. He's not going to be your best bet. So where do we go for your best bet tomorrow night? Um, well, I, I sat there and had a wee look around and tried to figure it out. Um, and I settled on race number three, Might As Well. Um, she's a nice, lightly raced mare. She's only been at the creek about five times. I think she she fell at Redcliffe a few months ago, but she's back in action and she won a trial to prepare for this. And Surface is drawn in front of her and she's to the back row. So if Surface hums out, then she can follow that horse and maybe lob the 1-1. And I reckon she's got a devastating turn of foot and she was racing really well. Um, earlier in the year, so I think she can win, even at big okay. odds. All right. Well, race three, number nine, might as well. She looked good in a recent trial there. Yeah, she was well held. Norris had a good firm grip on her, and she looked like she was ready to go around the track again. So, yep, no, I'm looking forward to seeing how she goes for sure. All right, so that's race three, number nine, might as well. You'll have more tips coming out on the, uh, the social media platforms tomorrow morning. Yep, that's right, Chris. They'll be uh, up at 10 a.m. on uh, Facebook and Instagram. I'm excited for the uh, the, the big fella, Leap to Fame, to be back in action, that's for sure. <coughs> Race number he's nine. Building yeah, he's building towards the Eureka, so uh should be a, a great side. The triad night's not too far away, so that's going to be another big night. I think it's a fortnight tomorrow, so that's going to be a great night of racing coming up. Yep, I think we've got some heats coming up on Tuesday. So I had a wee little scan yesterday, I think. I think Is that right, Chris? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. We've got heats on Tuesday. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, Saturday fortnight. Yeah, should be a, should be a good time. Uh, we, we actually do have quite a few activities at the creek tomorrow um, for everyone listening. We've got a Italian night in the creek bar for our members. There's also a Little Legends party. So if you want to bring your kids along, there's going to be a bouncy castle um, there's going to be some ice cream vans for, some, for the kids and uh, there's also the members jackpot draw it's reached $200 so that's uh, yeah, there's a few activities to get involved with at the creek tomorrow night Alright, the members draw always after race 6 every Saturday night? Yep, correct that is correct <laughs> Alright, well that's all in front of us tomorrow night before I let you go this morning we've got Addington tonight you're a you're a staunch Kiwi oh, man, so oh, no, give no, us something no. for Addington tonight. <laughs> oh, jeepers. Um, oh, I, I was struggling to have a look through there. Um, can I give you one in Australia instead? Mm. <laughs> Is it Albion oh, Park tonight? Uh, no, no, it's not at Albion Park tonight. It's at Newcastle. Race number five, Lanark Boy. Um, was racing in Queensland. Trained by Seaton Grimer, Jack Brown to do the driving. Um, was absolutely bolting last start at, at Penrith. Didn't really get a run. Um, and, yeah, he's got the pole position tonight. So should be a pretty lethal combination there. Could could be winning. All right. That's race five, number one, currently $5 with tab. Fixed price right now. That's Newcastle. Race five, number one. Edgar, appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside tomorrow night. And tonight. <laughs> Yep, nine races tonight, so we'll see you tonight. Yes, mate, we'll see you then. Edgar Patterson there. Remember one Italian night many years ago, Chris? I took a girl with me. She mm -hmm. had that much pasta, spaghetti. When she burped, yeah. she lassoed me around the throat. <laughs> <laughs> Darren Clayton. <laughs> I, I can't follow that.
Steve. Yeah, that's a hard act to follow. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell it's Friday. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm bit. coming to the end of my run too. <laughs> <laughs> I need a spell. <laughs> Yeah. It's certainly knocky what I was expecting to hear, that's for sure. <laughs> Did you get that one, Steve? Yes, that's for another yeah, time, yeah. maybe a later show. <laughs> <laughs> right, hey, Darren, let's get down to business. We've got 11 races, leap to fame, the standout tomorrow night. He, he, he wins tomorrow night, doesn't he? Uh, I can't believe he was $1.18, Steve. Uh, Steve, Chris, he was... That's a... Like, he tackled a Grand Circuit race last time out, and he was odds-on. This is no Grand Circuit race. There's only seven horses. Um, you know, everything about that race just suggests that um, he's winning it. Like, his effort in, in the, the Blacks of Fake was huge. It's 2,100, which is right right where he wants it. Um, you know, whether he works or not. Like I say, this is not a Grand Circuit race. He just wins. Yeah, yeah, he certainly looks the uh, the winner of that race for sure and certain. So good to see him back. 9.12 start time for that race tomorrow night. Just on Gus, Ryan was really keen on this guy. He was awesome winning on Tuesday. Do you have his sectionals at, at, at hand there for, for what he recorded winning on Tuesday? Yeah, he was absolutely super was Gus. So he's ran his last mile in 54.5 himself, um, 2,100 trip. It was 0.3 outside the track record. That track record is held by our over and over. Now, when you think about that, put that in a little bit of perspective, Gus was having just his seventh race start there on on Tuesday. So, um, you know, that's absolutely low-flying, especially for a trotter. Um, we don't see them run those sorts of times um, at all. And, you know, his, his effort in the in the Great Square was super. They've, they've got a really yeah. nice horse here in the shape of Gus. And, um, you know, it is another step up here on uh, Saturday night, but he does have the advantage again of the front line. So... Uh, you know, he, he should be winning again as well, you would think. Just needs to learn uh, at this stage. Like, he is only lightly raced. Just want to see him probably step away a little bit cleaner and uh, a little bit quicker. He's very steadily away at the moment, but that will come with time. But uh, there's certainly a motor under the bonnet, that's for sure. So 27-7 and 28-5, his last two, two splits there, sitting parked. So, um, yeah, that was a super effort. Yeah, he looks a really nice horse. So I think patience is going to be the key with him, Gus. So good test tomorrow night. Quick backup, big field, stronger field. So it's going to be a, a good little test for him there tomorrow night. Keen to get your thoughts on a few other races, in particular race two. Uh, there's a few horses here in good form. So how do you sort of line up race two? Yeah, it's a real tricky one. You got Beach Villa, the, the full brother of Poster Boy, and he he reeled off a PB last week, and it was a pretty solid fifty-four five last half. He's a very nice horse at his best when he gets to the front. So inside the second line, it certainly makes it a lot trickier for him this time around. So uh, you know the keys to his chances obviously lie with Holy Camp Dylan in the one and and uh, how he performs. I guess we could take perhaps a little bit of a line. Um, John Bazzario puts leader Peter Pete McMullen on Holy Camp Dillon, and he does have some good early speed. But he'll need to he'll need to really um, bustle off that arm to to hold up, and he's probably best suited in front. Um, that said, if he then leads. Well, his main danger's camped fair on his back. So um, Rocks of Diamonds, he's got good gate speed himself, but he's a hand up type, so um, you wouldn't expect. Um, 
you know, Pete to be wanting to hand up to him because that would then plan him three fence, you would think. Swaggy Shannon's going really well, probably a little bit better than his numbers in, in sort of... He was a good second last time out, but around that um, he can be a bit confusing, but he's certainly up to it. Um, it's a really good race. Bubba Scrubs, probably another interesting runner. Jason Grimson, trained runner. Um, he's only had the horse a couple of starts, draws awkwardly out in 10. And um, Chap Daddy for Bernie Hewitt in gate nine. This is a horse that sectionally is going really well, just not much going his way. So um, if he gets the right run and, um, you know, if Beach Villa is under the scenario of Holy Camp Dillon leading and if he gets a little bit weary... Um, Beach Villa loses some some momentum. I'd be certainly entertaining Chap Daddy to to um, to be able to win that race. Okay, it promises to be a good race. That one, race number two. What about race five? This Mayor's Band five race. Quite a deep race here. Eloisa Dale shoots for a hat trick. Uh, Racy Rocks in gearing up towards the Triad. Uh, there's a number of other mares that are fitting in form. Uh, how do you shake this race down? Yeah, well, I guess from the map we've got Eloisa Dale in front and she's shooting for three on the bounce, so um, she is good in front. This is probably her, her biggest test to date, that's for sure. Um, she's been performing really well for Pete and Chantel. Um, she stepped it out pretty good last time out from the front. The start prior, um, she was drew the second line but put into the race at the 1,000 metres where Pete was able to, to rip round it and... Um, take advantage of uh, the opportunity to get to the front and then from the front he was able to step it out she went 153 flat on that occasion so she's a high speed mare she's got a 52 uh, time against her name um, when leading throughout as well so like I say this is a lot tougher you got Racy Roxy um, and Sarah Ann both mares that are stepping back from some higher quality races um, they just don't get much luck. Random barrier drawer, and they've drawn six and seven. So, um, you know, I've got Eloisa Dale on top. I think she can lead all the way, but like I say, this will be uh, her biggest test to date. And um, I was just going back through it and having another bit of a look at this race. And um, Gwyneth P, uh, she's a mare that um, she's only got four career victories to her name only lightly raced but she certainly won if she lobbed in the right position in the run she'll follow out Eloisa Dale another mare that's sectionally been really strong and this is the mare that defeated sure thing captain first up when she was in Australia so um, mm. just keep a sneaky eye on her as well but Eloisa Dale on top okay what about raise for the quality tomorrow night dark terror really impressive last week and he go back to back He's certainly up to it. I don't have him on top, Chris, but uh, it certainly wouldn't be no. It would be no surprise to see him win. Really tricky race this one. Um, these races, when they they put the extended stakes on them, um, you know, from the fourteen and a half up to the twenty-one thousand that that this one is, they have them every few weeks. Always attract strong fields, and uh, no different here. A uh, couple of visitors in there as well. We've got uh, James Cagney still here for Aaron Goadsby. Uh, he's got runners all three states. He had a, a winner down at uh, Bendigo, I think it was, on Wednesday night. The two-year-old that we saw here earlier in the year, Ignite the Fire. So he's got James Cagney in this race tomorrow night. Metallica man for Tom Ison comes up. He's probably the interesting runner. Really fast off the arm when they light him up. Um, he won the, um, Vic, uh, the Victorian, the Taz can't even get the right word, Newcastle. The Newcastle uh, regional final of those 
um, $100,000 races that they put in in New South Wales. He won that back in May, uh, sent forward from gate three, really quick out. Um, it was a pretty good win. So I thought he might just be able to get across them here. Um, under that scenario, that would make Dark Terror probably have to work again. But he was really good working last week and, and was able to win. Um, I'm going with Big Shadow on top, drawn probably a bit poorly in gate 11. But I just thought this race might set up with plenty of good tempo in the early stages as they look for position. Sometimes they go a little bit too hard over these 2100 metre races, can just set it up for the swooper. And Big Shadow, he's been going really well for Graham Dwyer. Collie, Matt, Collie Rasmussen takes the drive there tomorrow night, so that's interesting. But um, his effort last week where he sat parked in the 70 final that Dark Terror won, uh, that was full of merit. So, um, you know, I, I'd be quite happy to be on him again. Uh, two runs back, his win at Redcliffe was huge, big time out in front. So uh, got him on top, but it's a really deep race, that one. OK. Uh, a couple of things come out of that. Uh, Brendan Barnes not in the country uh, right at this point. So it'll be interesting to see how long he's away for, if he's taking an extended break. So we'll follow that one up just to see uh, what, what the uh, the go is there with uh, Brendan Barnes. And Aaron Goadsby, you mentioned him. So Ignite the Fire won on Wednesday night, Bendigo in that nutrient heat. His other really good filly, uh, Loverish, is that how you say it, Darren? Loverish? Pretty handy Lover little filly. Yeah. It'd be lover, lover reshes, I'd say, the, the old beer, the silver bullets, they, we used to call them. OK. Well, she has now left his stable and joins the Victorian stable, so don't be surprised to see her stepping out in Melbourne or in Victoria in the coming weeks. Lover resh is... Yeah, lover, lover reshes, or lo some some people pronounce it reshes, but, uh, yeah, reshes was a New, a New South Wales beer, so... Um, they did sponsor the New South Wales cricket team at one stage. They had a pretty good ad going around, I think, um, back in the day. Richard Chiqui and those sort of ones were on that ad. Just going back to James Cagney, uh, that Aaron Goadsby has, uh, just a bit of a, an interesting one there. It's had six starts in Australia since it's crossed. It's had six different drivers. So um, Matt Nelson will be the first driver to drive him on uh, successive occasions there when he takes the okay. reins tomorrow night. All right. Uh, the other race uh, I just wanted to mention, Soap Opera, the last race, the two-year-old, looks a really progressive filly, this one. She's New South Wales uh, bred, so she'll be gearing up for the Breeders' Challenge down there in the next couple of uh, next couple of months. But uh, her last start performance was good. This race, uh, you know, cut about by scratchings. Millie Wood, Synchroniser, they both come out. Synchroniser will start on Tuesday. But uh, she's got every chance to go back-to-back -back there, Soap Opera. Yeah, she certainly does, and I'm really keen on her chances, Chris. I think she's a very progressive filly. Um, that win last time out, she just sat on the fence, and, and when she let down, she really hit the line nicely. Um, by Warrawee Needy, and, and she uh, he can throw some speedy types, and she certainly looks to fit that mould. Hasn't missed the money in her four starts, placed three times before that win last week. And like you said, the scratchings... I don't think it's an overly deep uh, two-year-old race. And from gate two, she certainly gets the opportunity there um, to, to win again. I think Synchroniser coming out is probably the, the big benefit for Soap Opera. So, yeah, I, I'm really keen on her chances tomorrow night. Um, it's a late one, 10.15, but, uh, yeah, I think she gets the job done again. OK, well, that's all in front of us tomorrow night at Albion Park. Um, before I get your best bet, just speaking of young horses, Triad, 
uh, night, two weeks away tomorrow night. So looking forward to some of those uh, races there. Uh, expecting Speak the Truth uh, for real life to be back at the trials next week. So maybe Jewel Melody has a start. Maybe Talk Like Motion, the Oaks winner, steps out next week. So we'll have to wait and see just as they gear up for their big respective finals. Uh, Everard, she was back at the trials. She's the Breeders' Classic winner. She's the daughter of Forever Gold. Uh, she'll go straight into the triad. So probably likely to have another trial, but uh, trial was good. Goes straight into the triad. Uh, David Thorne was considering about bringing Antonia up because she's a band five, but uh, I don't think he was overly impressed with her trial on Wednesday. So he's just got some work to do with Antonia. And Luxa Turner, who's Queensland owned this brilliant Philippa Ricky Alchin, daughter of Captain Treacherous, she goes straight to the Nutrient final coming up next week. So didn't have to contest a heat, so she goes straight into the final. So that's when we get to see that very good filly, Luxa Turner, uh, step out again. Your best bet for tomorrow night. Yeah, race six, horse three, big skewy. Um, this guy's just had no luck landing, a, uh, getting a barrier. He's finally gets to the front line. He's drawn gate five. Uh, he drew gate five once in his past eight starts. Every other start has been wider than that. Second line, um, it just wasn't wasn't his go last week. He was back in the pack. Beach Villa just carved out that big 54-5 last 800 in front, so nothing was ever going to make any ground from the back. This is actually uh, the ballot division of that, that good qualifying race. Um, a big skewy into this type of grade off the front line. I think he just wins race six, horse three, big skewy, and uh, it was good to hear Matt Elkins give him a good push yesterday as well. Yep, so race six, number three, your best bet. The dashboard, that's up and available right now with the RQ website? Yeah, that's up and about. Um, got um, a bit of a, a bit of few words there about soap opera and about Gus. We've got the best bet, early quaddies, quaddies. And I thought uh, race two looked a good exotic race to play with uh, that Holy Camp Dylan and Beach Villa on his back scenario. So... Um, yeah, I thought that was a good exotic race to play. Driver to follow tomorrow night. Again, another tricky night. Um, plenty of drivers with plenty of opportunities. But we'll stick with the upcoming Australian representative in Pete McMullen. Uh, he gets... It's Mr Clooney in race one. He's on Holy Camp Dillon, Eloisa Dale, Alexia Rose. Uh, he'll have to be at his best if he can get Mr McLaren to defeat uh, Leap to Fame. And then, of course, he's got Gus in race 10. All right. I did catch up with uh, Nathan Dawson and Narissa McMullen for weekend winners. So if you're keen to hear what they've got to say about their drives. What about Narissa? She's got seven drives tomorrow night, six of those drives, second row draws. Isn't it funny how you can get a you can get a bad run on at times? And, uh, yeah, that's unfortunate, especially when barrier draws are so, so crucial to horses' performance. Yep, indeed. So 11 races tomorrow night. We kick off at 5.12. Leap to Fame goes around in race number nine at 9.12. So it's a really important weekend as far as the Eureka is concerned. The big tab Eureka, September 2 in Sydney. World's richest race, $2.1 million up for grabs tonight. Working between races in Victoria, Captain Ravishing and Catch a Wave will work with another horse as well. And then we've got that uh, Bowtide feature coming through from Hobart tomorrow night. Leap to Fame in action tomorrow night. And there's a few other horses in the mix stepping out across the weekend. So it is all important. And Steve, there's some mm. big racing coming up in the uh, in the north uh, north or north of the equator. 
uh, at the Meadowlands across the weekend. Some really good races there. So we'll follow those results closely and uh, we'll give you an update next week. Lachlan Barad, how's he going? Uh, yeah, he's going okay. He's going okay. So th this is going to be interesting for him now over the next sort of uh, two months because um, all, all the big boys are basically up and about now. So it's it's not going to be easy. So if he gets a victory, he's going to have to earn it. So this is going to be a, a very interesting time for him over the next two months.